Hello, my name is Roland Morales. Welcome to the Ways of Virtue podcast. I am your host. As many of you know, we've started a podcast here in Oklahoma. And some of you have seen this podcast online on Facebook or perhaps on YouTube. And this effort um, was talked about for a long time. And we decided to go ahead and pull the trigger and start a podcast. In the pilot episode, we introduced ourselves and we talked about some issues facing masonry, not only in Oklahoma, but in jurisdictions throughout the country, about there being a decline in membership and not necessarily meaning that that results in a decline in masonry, because We certainly don't feel like that's the case. In episode one, we talked about regular communications versus an irregular experience, or perhaps we should have really called it an extraordinary experience. And we had Brother Kenny Handy talking about his experiences in Lodge and how he gained value out of uh, coming to Lodge and what makes a Lodge meaning special. And that spurred a lot of interest in how we can make regular communications more meaningful to our brothers and how we can go about getting our brothers to have the mindset that they don't want to miss Lodge. And again, not to disparage any Lodge, but I don't think that brothers go to a lodge meeting simply to hear minutes being read or bills being paid. They go for much more meaningful experiences such as brotherhood and fellowship. And what else can make a lodge experience meaningful? Obviously, the ritual work, degree work does. Um, and we hope that these degrees leave a a lasting impression on on the candidates but brothers I feel that the lodge experience starts when you're getting prepared to go to lodge the mindset that you're you're getting into the drive to the lodge I know some of you are like me you are perhaps uh, practicing ritual on your way to the lodge meeting. But for a lot of brothers, making a lodge experience extraordinary begins right when they walk in the door. How are we greeting our brothers? How are we greeting our members as they show up? How is our lobby set up? How are brothers interacting? How is the dining room set up? Are brothers sitting where they can face each other? Or are some brothers sitting with their backs to each other? All these things um, are food for thought on making a, a meaningful Lodge experience for everybody. And once you're in the Lodge room, where are brothers sitting? Are older past masters sitting together on one side of the Lodge and younger masons sitting on the other? And perhaps we should take a look at these things and see where people are sitting, how they're interacting. I heard an interesting comment not too long ago at an installation 
that masonry today is very generational and we have ideas of different generations and we should take advantage of that not see it as a challenge but to see it as an opportunity to grow not only ourselves as masons but masonry in general in episode two the traveling brother we welcome brother nick roma who was in our area going through a military school and brother nick was very active not only in one lodge but in several lodges in fact Brother Nick took his Scottish Rite degrees here in Oklahoma, and I think that gives a wonderful opportunity to see him back during spring and fall reunions at the Scottish Rite Temple in Guthrie. But what value did we bring to Nick as a visiting brother? He talked about that a little bit, and it gave him a, a Masonic home away from home, being able to visit lodges. But another thing we need to think about is what value did Nick bring to us? He brought a, a wonderful energy, and visitors can bring a wonderful energy to any lodge. But let's not get lost on just focusing on a visiting brother. Uh, these, these things should be extended to, to longtime brothers, uh, brothers who haven't been in lodge for a while extending that invitation to them, tell them that they're missed uh, and that we want to see them back in Lodge. Another thing to think about as we start this new year is, is I go back to the comment of being a, a loss in membership uh, in the last several years where we are in a, we're in a time where fathers no longer bring their sons to lodge. Um, we see very few generational masons, and it's wonderful when we see a father and son um, sitting as brothers in lodge. But how can we, how can we make the public view uh, of us positive? What are we doing in the community? Something that one of the brothers, uh, Brother Chuck Eichert, has done. He has taken the lead here in our local community as adopting the streets. And three of our lodges here have uh, adopted streets in the community. And obviously fundraising uh, is one way we can make ourselves visible, visible in community. But we need to all think about other ways other than fundraising that we can make the community understand and help them understand that uh, there is value in masonry and as a lot of people say that masonry is is more needed now than perhaps it has ever been in in our society and i do believe that's true one of the things we that i like to talk about is uh, considering any venture uh, and the symbolism and the uh, the how we can equate the, the climb of Mount Everest to whatever goal we have in mind. And I've talked about that at a few lodges, and Mount Everest is certainly a monumental task to climb and reach the summit of, of that mountain, the highest point on earth. But some people simply 
want to make the journey to the base camp of Mount Everest. And that in itself, to most people, would be a, a daunting task. And so as we enter this new year, consider your Mount Everest. What is the highest peak you wish to achieve? And perhaps it's just to reach the base camp, just to, just to reach a beginning and then to go from there. Again, we want to thank all of our supporters, all of the encouragement that we've been given over the past month or so that we've started this, this venture. You know, we look forward to bringing you more information, more education, more messages about masonry. I do want to take this opportunity to thank a very special person um, in my life that makes this all possible. That's my wonderful wife, Jennifer, who supports me in all things Masonic and, and non-Masonic. She's a wonderful person, and when we have our wives and our families together in Lodge at family events, it certainly brings a, a renewed energy, and there's a different energy in the, in, the, in the building when we have those. So we look forward to those, and Jennifer, thank you. I appreciate you. I love you. And brothers all, uh, I look forward to the next time we meet on the Ways of Virtue podcast.